Hey there, I'm Kay Bess, and I play Persephone Brimstone in Agents of Mayhem. You're listening to the Horribly Awkward Podcast. You are. That was, that was kind of awkward. Hey guys, this is Kritzia Bajos, and I'm here with Sean on the Horribly Awkward Podcast. He's not that awkward. This is Michael Ray Bauer. I'm a 90s star, but basically I'm a star. And you're listening to the Horribly Awkward Podcast. And it's actually pretty horribly awkward. Hey, this is Hannah Tell, the voice of Max in Life is Strange. And you're listening to the Horribly Awkward Podcast. It's so awkward. <clears throat> Welcome to the podcast. I am Sean. This is Alyssa. Alyssa, say hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. Yeah, this podcast, we're going to talk about video games. They say they rot your brain, but I'm here to say that uh, that's totally right. My brain is rotten to the core, and I am. Sometimes I catch it dribbling out of his ears. Dribbling. Yeah. Dribbling. Dribbling. Yeah. Dribbling. Dribbling. Yeah. Yeah, she does. So we're gonna talk about some (laughs) video games, guys. Uh, We talked about Resident Evil 2, the remake. Boom. Played it. Done. Scratch that. Finished it. Starlink. Some PSVR stuff. Uh, Gris. Grease. 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 It's Grease. Spanish for gray. Gray? Huh. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Should have said it on the podcast. It would have been yeah, I didn't think about it. Oh, it's cool. <laughs> now they know, though, because we said it before. Uh, um, uh, Gravity Rush. I played those games. Yeah, old shit, but it's still awesome, guys. I'm, I promise you. Dragon Quest Eleven, Super Smash Bros. Uh, Life is Strange 2. Anthem. We played Anthem. Anthem. We shot things and they died in Anthem. And uh, Alyssa played some other games. Uh, Drowning, uh, RX something. Planet Rick's 13, uh, Walking Dead, Final Season Episode 3. Life is Strange. Yeah, I mentioned that. Life is Strange 2. And Observer. And also, Life is Strange. (laughs) Life is Strange. Let's get that in there. All right, let's get into the podcast. Hey, Norma, give us a horribly awkward. I can't even control myself. It's so horribly awkward. This is so awkward. This is so awkward. This is horribly awkward. No one off. Horribly awkward. Horribly awkward. Horribly awkward. Horribly awkward. Horribly awkward. Horribly awkward. Sean, dude, you're horribly awkward. Sean, I know you think this is weird, but it's not as weird as you think it is, dude. Don't do that. It's awkward. All right, we're going to get started, okay? Okay. We are going to get started right now, okay? Okay. Okay, can I start now? Yes, you can. Can you be quiet, please? <laughs> Welcome to episode 149 of Horribly Awkward. I'm Sean, as always, the coolest one. <laughs> and uh, what was that for? That <laughs> oh, you're saying about you being the coolest one? Oh, yeah, I'm the coolest one. And I have with me someone less cool by just a small <laughs> margin, just slightly less cool. You guys might know her from her YouTube channel. Just Dance. Oh, Just Dance, yeah. Yeah, she does 24-hour streams of her dancing. I don't know how she dances for 24 hours. But everybody, welcome Alyssa I'm back again. Yeah, I I feel so rusty right now. It's been like two months. New job. It's it's weird. But uh, I'm gaming every day, all the time. I, I have a lot of free time, but... What happened? I don't know. Alyssa, what happened? Uh, 
You get lazy. <clears throat> lazy, yeah. It's, I don't know. My brain is like, do something. But yeah, we're here. We're doing it. Let's talk yeah, some video games. Yeah. Oh, game chat episode four. Yeah, we're episode four, and you're episode one forty nine. Like that's a bajillion episodes of your podcast. No, it's one hundred forty nine. I like bajillion better. Okay, so we're going to talk some video games today, guys. Anybody here listening, we're going to talk mostly video games. I need to set some cool podcasts up coming up here in the in the, in the future. You do. I need to get Random Rob, Mr. Rob, and uh, Rocky Suits, and Sean Freeman. I mean, lots of people. I, I know Jesus and Brink want to come and shoot the shit, do a podcast. So, more to come. Oh, you just did a cool interview with uh, you had Shelly, Shelly Shinoy. She's so I did so, so energetic. Like she can carry the whole conversation for you, which is cool. She's great for a podcast because you don't have to ask questions. You you can just kind of like ride the waves. Yeah, it's great. She did most of the talking, so I was like, yay. Shelly Shinoy was Kate Garcia mm-hmm. in Walking Dead, a new frontier, which is season three. Yeah. But they season, don't call it season three. No, I don't know. Yeah, that was weird. Cause it was yeah, because it was all new character. Well, no, because Clementine was in there. Yeah, it was it was yeah, it was so weird. Why'd they do that? It's, it's funky, right? It's funky. Yeah, yeah you but, mostly played as Javi in that though. Yeah, so that was a, that was an awesome game. But um yeah, you guys can check out her interview with her, uh, which just took place. It's on your YouTube channel. Where, where's your YouTube yeah. channel? Where is it's it? you it's youtube.com slash uncharted girl eighty eight. Great, cool. Let's get right into it. Let's yeah. talk some video games. Yeah, let's talk some video games. <laughs> hey, my name is Sean. <laughs> okay. He's making fun of me, guys, if you don't know. Yeah, I know. I, I know. He knows, but, I mean, your audience doesn't know, uh, probably. No, they don't know. They shouldn't know. Well, let's start with you. What have you, what have you been playing? You've, you've um, I'm a little behind. You know how I love Life is Strange, the first season. I just haven't played this yeah. new season. I've been waiting for more episodes out so I could just binge it. But you're caught up on the both episodes. How are you liking it so far? I really like it. But the thing is, you can only buy the first episode by itself. If you want to play the rest of the series, you have to buy a bundle that contains two through five. So really? you can't buy them separately besides one. Uh, I, know, I know why they're doing that. Because they don't want you to get to episode three and then go oh there's no yeah. more episodes i'll just skip it they want you to like the first episode and then just jump right in that's kind of smart because some people will play because in those type of games it might take a while to get an episode out and then people lose interest and that's just yeah that's just how people work nowadays and i don't know if it'll continue to be that way or once all the episodes are released maybe you can buy them like all together i'm not sure but i know the first episode's out on game pass for free if you have game pass yeah, they might. Maybe they'll add the other ones if you like. Wait, <laughs> yeah, wait, wait. But currently, you can only buy the first one separately, and then you have to okay, buy two through five. No one cares okay. about how you buy it. Well, how you okay. feeling, How you feeling about the game? I really like it. It is a major departure from the first one in the sense that you're not doing the time travel mechanic, but there is a cool supernatural power that is used in this game, and you do need to have played the awesome adventures. Of of Captain Spirit before you play this. You have to? You don't have to, but it helps your game tremendously if you do. So I'd recommend playing it, that demo before this. But I really like the brother relationship between uh, the characters Sean and Daniel. 
and you're basically taking care of your little brother, and you form how he acts. Like, if he curses a lot, if he breaks the rules, you're the one that's informing him about that kind of stuff. So it's kind of like you're parenting him in a way, but also discovering stuff about him at the same time. And it's really cool. And again, you can just like walk around everywhere and observe items. And uh, the main character will, um, the older brother will have a running narrative in his head about things just like Max did in the first season. So there's a lot of walking around, exploring, getting every last uh, bit of the story you can out of each episode. Okay, okay. So, there's no. Is there any mechanics outside of just playing the story? Do you have? I mean, I know that there's some. There were some powers happening. Is that part of the mechanics? Currently, no. You have no control over it. Okay. I don't know if in later episodes you will, but currently no. Yeah, it seems weird, right? The first yeah, is way different than the... But I guess it's kind of similar to Before the Storm in that regard. Because if you play that, you kind of know you don't use powers. You just talk and interact with things, so... Okay, okay. Sounds cool. I'm looking forward to playing it. I was just waiting for something to be out. I got to be in the right mind state to play those type of games because you just got to know that all... All, for me, games are fun when you're when you're playing them, and then sometimes you just want the story, and that's when you play, you know, Telltale and Life is Strange stuff like that. Yeah, like they're good palate cleansers. Like if you're playing a really long game and you need a break from it, they're really good to kind of like just get you out of that one game you've been playing for hours and hours and hours. Mm-hmm. You play that, and then you can jump back into another the one you were playing before. Hmm. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Okay. So let me talk about something. Okay. Um, let me talk about a game that's a print. You've been playing it too a little bit. Uh, Resident Evil 2, the remake. Yeah. I've only played about an hour. So Sean's way ahead of me. So <clears throat> as far as Resident Evil goes, I've played I played a little bit of the first one. I mean, back on the PlayStation 1, the original. And I didn't get very far because I used to hate puzzle games. So if anything stopped me from moving a game forward... Back then, I just quit. I just always did. I just I didn't want to deal with it. Um, so going all the way past, all the way to Resident Evil Six. I started with Resident Evil Six. Basically, is where I picked up. I red boxed it and just bashed the shit out of that game for like a, for like a weekend and got through it. Um, Resident Evil Seven, obviously, is pretty amazing. Resident Evil Revelations, I played it on the 3DS. That was pretty cool. Right when I got a 3DS, and I want, that was like one of the games that people liked back then. That was, yeah. that was pretty cool. But going into Resident Evil Two, which I just, you know, it came out on t- last Friday, right? A couple days ago, the 25th. <clears throat> yeah, Friday. So I got it, and it was an unexpected day off of work. And I just got it and crushed that game. I be, I won, I basically, you know, I did pause it a couple times to make food or do random shit around the house. But I played and to message through, me, to message you. But <laughs> I played through the whole thing just basically in one sitting. I rented it from Redbox real early. I went over there real early and picked it up because um, it wasn't on my Xbox yet. But uh, it is now. But okay, so I went and just I. I, I crushed it. I beat the whole game. It it was great. It's it. I was playing. I was messaging Jesus and Brink, 
horrible gamers, OG horrible gamers guys. Uh, I was meshi- messaging them, letting them know like, damn, this game looks fucking good. Like it, for me, never playing it, it was like playing a brand new game. Like it looked like Resident Evil, a brand new game, not even a remake. It, it just, looks really good. Yeah, and not only that, on the Xbox One X, it looks really good, and it plays like 60 frames per second it's real smooth and i'm like oh this looks this is amazing it feels feels good yeah it was awesome yeah just with the hour i've played i just even on my og xbox one as sean likes to call it it looks really good if you play it with headphones the audio is amazing um and it's like i'm really invested but i'm currently playing a game for review so i haven't really gotten to play it that much but from what I've seen, I've really liked it. It's really gory, which I'm like, yes, I love it. And I'm just, yeah, I'm playing as Claire on my first run through. Feels good. Like It feels like a modern game, looks like a modern game, plays like a modern game, but it's based on Resident Evil 2. How faithful is it to it? I'm not sure since I've never played it, but I heard it's pretty, pretty good. And you got to play through it multiple times to get some innings, but there's not a whole lot of difference. So I looked up the endings on YouTube and they weren't even that different. They were just more like extended. Um, yeah. To get the whole story. Yeah. I heard if you get like S rank on everything or, or S rank game, then you can unlock unlimited ammo and get the true ending. But there's no way I'll ever do that. I'll find a YouTube video, but it's, it's a really good game. Uh, I played with Claire one playthrough. It was about, it was seven hours, seven and a half hours. And that's because I got like four hours in maybe a little more and I, I bumped down the difficulty because I was like oh, I was just I was getting frustrated and I didn't want to get frustrated so um no shame I don't care but uh it was good yeah it was, it was a fucking great game I'm currently playing it on normal because I played all the other Resident Evil games that I've played on normal so I'm kind of like Ugh, I don't want to bump it down but if I have to I will I've never played Resident Evil 2 that was one of the only ones I haven't played so this is a new experience for me as well. Yeah, so playing that game, like I think I could have gotten through it differently with more ammo if I would have just not killed some zombies. I, I got a zombie. I got to fucking kill a zombie. So I waste all my ammo on it. Sometimes I'm running around with no ammo. Just It's frustrating to not have any ammo in a game like that. So if, if I would have just kind of passed up zombies. But they'll stay. Like You can kill a zombie in a hallway, and they'll stay there for a long time. Like you, you run around mm-hmm. the house and come back to the area, and the zombies still just sitting there, laying there dead. And sometimes you shoot zombies and they fall, and they're like, "Oh, it's dead." And you walk past it, and then it grabs your your leg, and you're like, "Ah, I got, now I gotta waste more ammo." Yeah, Jeez. on normal difficulty, it takes about five or six headshots to kill a zombie. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's fucked. And there's those ones that run on the walls, and those are uh, oh, the lickers. Yeah, like that that shit is crazy. Like that that just just get your blood pumping like this thing going at you super fast and you can't aim super fast and it just jumps on you and it's fucking licking you or whatever it's doing. And you're uh yeah, those things suck. And then there's that Titan or what's that guy's name? That guy that Tyrant. Chased, Tyrant that just chases mm-hmm. you, looks like a big metal man or something. He looks like something from like a a, a Zack Snyder film. Wait, is that his name? <laughs> Uh, if you're thinking of the director of 300 and yeah. Watchmen, yeah, that's yeah. him. It looks like something from like a Zack Snyder film, and you got to shoot him up a couple times in the head, and then he'll eventually like follow his knee, and you can run away. But yeah, it was a cool game. I got stuck at a couple parts. Had to look up a, a walkthrough on IGN. Like I needed an answer because I was stuck, and it was getting frustrated, and I didn't. 
puzzle games really frustrate me. Especially when there's a whole house to run around and you could be missing one little thing. And, and yeah. So, yeah, it was a cool game. Very, very, very good game. Very modern feeling Resident Evil game. I'm liking it so far, but I'm only an hour in, so I got about seven hours left. Yeah, you got about maybe. You might have longer, too, if you're on normal. Yeah, it might be longer, so who knows? I don't know when I'll get to play it next. Yeah, but the thing about Resident Evil is... If you don't find that little item to like make your gun strong better, like uh, or whatever, you you just you never get that item. So you run around the whole game with a weak ass gun because you didn't find whatever that pieces you hook to it or something. There's there's parts in the game I forget what they are, but there's like a stock or uh, more like better ammo or something, right? And if you yeah. don't have that, you can't use the ammo and and you suffer the whole game like you have to get those parts or else you're screwed like you screw yourself over there's no way i guess you can go all the way back to the house at any time and like look for it but if you want to like keep this story moving forward you have to you've yeah it's tough yeah currently like when i'm playing it i see all these saves i'm like where are the numbers for the save set like there's probably good stuff in here i don't know where to find these numbers at what what do you mean like the safes in, like, different rooms, like, the combination for them. Oh, yeah. Fuck that. I didn't look for those things. I just looked I just looked up. I looked up all the answers on my phone. <laughs> I'll probably end up doing that because I, I don't like puzzle games. Yeah, you have to look Sean for them. Knows it might be like, well. There might be, like, a trophy you pick up and look underneath it, and there's, like, a code on it. And there's this one part when you get to this green room, which is really, really cool. It's probably one of the coolest-looking parts of the game. And um, there's, like, you... you on this manhole cover thing, the 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 basically the puzzle code is right there, and it's and it's not even words or anything. It's more like little shapes, and you have to go in there and insert in the machine. You might just miss that. Like it's it's tough. So I looked up some of those like safe codes because though you'll get hit pouches to expand your inventory, um, stuff like that. Oh yeah, you definitely need it too with that game because you start out with about eight. They get filled up fast. Yeah, they get filled up super fast. You're constantly looking like, well, I love that you know, on on the, in the map, it'll it'll be all red if there's anything left in that area. But once you clear that area out, it'll it'll clear the color out, so you'll know. And it'll even show you a little icon like if you if you looked at something, say you looked at a plant, and then you kept going, it'll show you that plant on your on your map, so you can actually go back and get it if you need it. But you know, the best thing is to grab shit and stick it in that box. Oh, the item box? The item box and then just save, which is a good way to do it. Um, it's, it's tough to know what you're going to need. But another thing that's cool is when you've used something, its sole purpose has been used up, there's a check next to it. Like if you use a key and you and then there's nothing else to use that key on, there'll be a check so you can, just, you can discard it. That's cool. Yeah, so you don't have to like worry about, do I need this key forever? You know, it's like, it, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's, it's a, it was a cool game. It was a very cool game. I've heard to actually platinum it or uh, get all the uh, achievements, whichever platform you're playing on, you have to not use a healing item throughout the whole game, not use the item box, and walk less than 14,000 steps. I'm like, how does anyone do that? You'd have to be... Yeah, that's a, that's a lot to ask for for just a platinum. That's a dumb platinum. It is. That's a dumb platinum. I know Bioshock Infinite had one similar when you played on the super hardcore mode. I forget what it was called, and you you can't use the um, vending machines. That was like to get that 
you know, platinum trophy or whatever, or get all, there's one trophy, one achievement. And I, I beat it on the super hard difficulty, but I had to use the vending machine. I don't know how you can go without doing that. Oh, you gotta be like a gifted gamer professional. You have to be super gifted. <laughs> yes. Yes. Gifted. Yeah. Uh, awesome game, guys. I highly suggest checking it out. Redbox it three days for like seven bucks. This might be the best way to do it if you want to save some money because you could do it in seven day, uh, three days pretty much on anyone's schedule, you know, which that's pretty awesome. Unless um, you want to get all the different story endings. Yeah, then you want all the story. If you're super fanatic, then you're going to buy it anyways. You wouldn't rent it. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's that dedicated to a game, they're not going to rent it. Yeah. So um, moving on, we played Anthem. The We played um, the Anthem... Oh, uh, VIP demo. We did. Uh, me and you. And I was, my game, okay, so this game went to shit really fast. Bioware apologized, I know that. And uh, it went to shit really, no one can get in. It was a lot of freezing issues and it was just garbage. Everyone was like blowing up. You know, people are are so impatient. You know, like it, I, heard, I saw some people like saying they took the day off of work. I was like, you you took the day off the of work for a demo? Like, chill, dude. <laughs> dude, chill. Why do you take the day off of work for a demo? A demo that's only going to have a little bit of stuff. And yeah. I saw all you you pretty much saw all of it. But you you quit. You're like, oh, okay, I had enough for the night. You saw all of it, right? Oh, pretty dude. much, yeah. Yeah, uh, JJ is calling me right now. Oh, boss is calling. Um, let me let me see. Uh, let me see. Hold on. What's up, bro? You're on the podcast. Hello? You're on the podcast. How you doing? JJ! Hey, JJ! What's happening? Nothing. Can I call you back when I'm done recording? Yeah. Okay. Um, very unprofessional me, but I'm not going to edit that out. I'm too lazy to go, look, go back and look for it. So uh, Anthem. Anthem was uh, – everyone's like, oh, talk, tell us about Anthem because we didn't get in. Uh, Anthem is super fun. It looks so fucking cool. It looks like amazing. The very little that we get to see in the demo, it's not a lot. You, it opens up in this like first-person like bizarre area. You hear this music. <laughs> You just hear the same music and it gets <laughs> yeah. kind of annoying. But and you go talk to this guy. It has a cool story. It has a Bioware-ish story if you pay attention to it. I didn't really care because it was the demo, and I'll and if I if I wanted to play it later, then I can catch up on that kind of stuff. But um, it seemed pretty interesting. Had a cool little story. And you you go on these missions and you link up and uh, you you get in your javelin, which is your suit, your Iron Man suit, and you. Take yeah. offline. And I was having no issues getting in games, but every time I did, Alyssa would freeze up. She'd have to shut her whole game out and then come back and then join me again. Yeah, it's frustrating. Every time. Every time it happened. But that it's a demo, whatever. I mean, but it's a demo that's a month out. So, ugh. you know, it's a game that's coming in a month. Um, but we, we, we flew around for a little bit, shot some stuff, used some powers, and it's it looks really awesome. It does look good, but it's basically pretty much Destiny. No, it is Destiny slash Warframe slash people are saying like Division-esque, which it is. You go on missions, you go do them, come back, you complete them, get your XP, get your items that you picked up, get guns, get uh, stuff to equip to your javelin, 
There's four javelins. Uh, the one we start off is basically like just a regular boring javelin, you know, whatever, shoots missiles and crap like that. The other one, I, I the wizard one, though, that I unlocked, I forget the name. I call it a wizard, but it's not a wizard. Uh, Storm, maybe? It, you could float hmm. in the air longer. You you could freeze enemies with this. It's just really cool shooting out these icicles and freezing something, and then you could just shoot it and shatter it. Um, and it also has this electric with the LB. You push that, and it's just like this electric, just push, and just electricity and lightning bolts everywhere, and it's really neat. And the special moves in that character were were pretty awesome. It's just the, the whole screen, everything's exploding in colors, and ah. Uh, yeah, uh, it was awesome. <laughs> I didn't have as much fun with it, but I don't really enjoy multiplayer that much. Yeah, I mean, but it's like single. It's not multiplayer. It's co-op. Well, still, I feel like a huge amount of pressure when I play this game. So I'm just like, eh. yeah. Well, I mean, there's no pressure. Just go and do shit. Whatever. You get so worked up, like you're you're letting the team down. No, I mean, I got knocked down. So. Yeah, you get revived and that's it. The only thing I don't like about this game is like you'll go in a little area and it's like loading screen. Like you'll be if somebody if you're shooting enemies and somebody else goes into the area, it just like pulls everybody out and it's like loading screen and it's just it's silent and it's um Yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of weird. You're just like it just sucks you out. Like, you know, I know you're having fun, but stop! Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta load this environment in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you're just looking at a picture of a javelin. Yeah, so I think it's it, it plays great. It feels great. The shooting's cool. The guns feel good. The powers feel good. I feel like it's just gonna have that Destiny itis thing where where you play it and then you're just okay. Now let's do all the same shit over again, which I don't like. That I don't, I don't like. I don't like having to. I don't know. There's something missing because those type of games I love them and I have a good time with them. But in the end, I'm just frustrated with them and it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. And then I don't like the game at all, even though I loved it while I was playing it. I'll end up not liking it. That's how a lot of multiplayer works for me. With story, yeah. story, you just do what you want to do and get what you want out of that story, finish, move on to the next game. There's always so many games out. With multiplayer games like that, I'll play it, play it, play it, play it, have a great time. It's the best thing ever. Everybody buy this game. It's so fun. Let's play. And then I'll get frustrated because I'm like, all right, let's do it all over again. And then I might like it less. And then I'll get mad at it. And then I go, oh, I hate that stupid Anthem game. It just was dumb. But really, that's not all the truth. But... Yeah. I'm the same way. I'm. I mean, I'm like, I'm like fifty fifty right now. Do I want to get it or not? I do. I do. I really do. Might be that game. But then I'm also going to be competing with friends, who are just going to play it and play it, play it. And then some friends have more time than others. Then you get jealous, and then you're like, oh, you have all the cool stuff, and I don't. And... I actually canceled my pre-order of it. <laughs> ah, why not? Why we could have played? I don't like it. <laughs> Did did they let you do that? Yeah, like Microsoft was just like, okay, you can cancel it. So I did. Hmm. Oh, you're whack, Alyssa. You're so whack. Oh, I was I was hoping we can have fun with that. I, I know, but I'm kind of 
you're still like, going to well, be playing it. You're just going to be sitting here while you're at my house while I play it. So you're technically going to be playing it. You'll just be watching me play it, but you can't play with me. I'd rather watch them play it, to be honest. Like, if it's a strictly story-based game, I want to play it. If it's a multiplayer game, I'm perfectly fine with just watching it or whatever. I wonder if there's split screen, because that would be cool. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's Anthem. We don't know much, so when the final part it comes out i may or may not have it Alyssa is a no but that's fine that's fine because i don't like playing with her <laughs> uh, Alyssa, what else you been playing i've played a lot but i won't mention everything because it's well, kind of ridiculous your, mention your favorites uh, or the, both- the least least favorites or favorite favorites um we both played greece on switch yeah that's a very cool artistic side-scrolling puzzle game about depression maybe it's left up to the player to interpret it. It can be seen as going through the stages of grief, go, uh, being depressed, whatever, however you want to interpret it. Very, it's very cool, though. Cool soundtrack, very artistic and cool. And as you're going through the game, you're unlocking colors. So it's like, you know, it's very colorless. And then it's like, oh, red is unlocked. And you're like, ooh, yeah. everything has red in it now. And there's a green and, and blue. It's really cool because like, <sighs> you can't die. And yeah, you can, Yeah, you can't die, huh? You can't fail at anything. You just learn and keep doing it until you finally figure out what to do. Yeah, it's very it's very cool. It's kind of hard to explain. I know Christina from um, the Gaming Outsider got it too, and she really loved it. Like she had a good time, good time with it. It's a it's a good game because it doesn't require a whole lot. Of, it's like it's puzzles, but nothing's like brutally hard. Like it's it's more like you just you you'll figure it out just by moving things around. And uh, in the in an area, but it's really it's peaceful at the same time, and it's short, so it doesn't, you know, take up a week of your time. It takes up four hours. Yeah, it's really short. Like even if you're having trouble with puzzles, it doesn't take that long. Yeah. To figure it out. Yes, ma'am. And there's not that many controls. Like you can turn into a block once you figure out how to do that in the game, and you can. Jump, but I mean that's basically it. Oh yeah, you you like you can turn into a block, which makes you see some puzzles will take you. You like the weight of the block. Yeah, you have to smash through floors and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's it's a cool game. It's hard to explain it to people, but it just opens up. You know, the girl is a girl is like very animated, artsy girl, like in the palm of a big giant hand and it's just right away just kind of gives you this ah like this ah what's going on here but the whole thing is definitely about it it may not be directly about depression i think it is the whole thing feels depressing (laughs) yeah it does i got that feeling too Mm -hmm. but i mean if you like games like journey stuff like that i think you like this yeah just because it's very peaceful and stress-free. Mm-hmm. And it's just a game you kind of absorb and enjoy. You don't have to worry about, you know, killing a certain amount of enemies or... Pro- well, I mean, you progress, but you don't have to worry about, like, leveling up or anything like that. No. Yeah. Yeah. We all, I love leveling up, though. I do, too, but... Yeah. yeah. What else have you played? Oh, drink that water. I'll talk about what I played. I played some more (laughs) PlayStation VR, and 
I gotta say, like, I still love the PlayStation VR, but I can only play so much before my head starts hurting a little bit. I've gotten kind of past that motion sickness because I was getting a lot of that in the beginning. Um, since the last podcast we got, we, we recorded, like I was getting a lot of it just moving around in games. Now I can move around in games fine. I don't get that. I played a little bit. I played some until rush, uh, uh, until dawn rush of blood. So I was playing that game. We played the demo, but the actual game is actually way cooler. Like the way it starts off, it's like, you're actually on a little roller coaster ride. You're going through this thing and it's actually before you start tripping out and real crazy fucking ghosts are chasing you. But it's it's really cool. Like that that game's really cool. But when you're on the roller coaster tracks going up and down, I get a little bit of it, but I don't get sick like that the way I did back in the day. Also, no. if you want to see like a really funny slash embarrassing video of me playing the Until Dawn Rush of Blood demo, I'm pretty sure Sean has it on his Instagram page. Or is it on mine? I don't or know. both. It's probably It's on one of ours. Yeah, it's on I think it's on my Instagram. Yeah. But the Until Dawn, that's uh that's pretty cool. I played Beat Saber. I can only play a little bit of that because it requires way too much energy. I do want to try that one. Uh, it's fun. You'll you'll love it. The music's great. It's like these blocks are coming at you. You got two Beat Sabers. The cool thing is when you're holding them to and you, you touch them together. When they when they touch in the thing, the controllers vibrate. So when you're in VR, this looks like they're actual uh, lights lightsabers touching. It's it's really cool. But as the the blocks are coming at you. You know, you're swiping them in certain directions. So I've gotten to this part in the game where the, the arrows are disappearing as they get closer to me. And fuck if I can pay attention. I I, I, don't, I don't get it. <laughs> like, I can see them coming. And I can do them when the arrows are, are the way I need, you know, like, down and side swipes and all that. Sometimes it requires you to cross your hands. And it's it gets really tough. But but on this one I'm at, the right when they're getting, like, 10 feet away from you, the arrows disappear. So you have to be paying attention to them far before they get close to you, and that shit breaks my brain. I do not know how to get through it. It is really, really tough. I want to be a musical Jedi. You, you will. It's really okay. cool. It's really, it's really cool. I, I love Beat Saber. Um, I played Tetris Effect. I've never liked Tetris ever, 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 ever. But this is kind of fun. Just and you're in these trippy whatever everything is a different theme every little, little tetris map or what would you call it level is like a different theme mm-hmm. and it's in vr and when you have the earplugs in it's like surround sound and everything looks really cool and it's very very different and varied between each one and it makes tetris interesting to me yeah it's by the guy that created res and luminous so oh, okay that makes sense that makes sense there's it's really cool the soundtrack to this tetris is fucking phenomenal like it's really really cool uh i play thumper that's like a rhythm game but you're a little beetle on this like track and that that's cool i played it on the switch and i didn't really get interested in it it didn't suck me in but playing in a vr it's a lot cooler like I feel like I can pay attention to things a, a lot better. It gets tough though. Like you gotta learn these button presses and when to hit them and how to hit them. And oh, it's it gets tough. It gets tough. I do want to play that one, which I have it on Switch, but I don't know. Maybe I'll try it in VR. Yeah, try it in VR. It's uh, it's a lot cooler. Uh, I played. Um, I got the aim controller, which is the controller you hold with the trigger on it. It feels like a like a gun. Got the ball oh yeah, I saw the picture of that. You hold it with two hands, which is really cool for for first person shooters because you have the left and, and left 
left and right, you know, thumbsticks like you would on a controller. They're just in in the backhand and the in the front hand. Uh, so with that, I played um, uh, Firewall with Jesus and a couple other guys. And dude, that is and Jonathan, Jonathan Pinpoint Red. That's really cool when you're playing a multiplayer game and everyone's mic'd up because the mic is hooked to your VR headset, so it's in your VR headset. So everyone's mic'd up and you're in there just playing with people and it feels really personal when you get shot by somebody in VR. You're like, oh, and then you're, you're cut out the game. And uh, it's it's really cool. Mili- it's like a military game. You go in and you have to defuse these bombs or you have to, uh, uh, whatever you call it, protect them. <laughs> What's the word we're uh... looking for? <laughs> protect bombs um i, <laughs> defend, I don't know what word defend the area okay. defend the area um but it's it's uh it's pretty cool and it's really cool in, in vr and we, i also played uh, farpoint which is a really cool vr game especially with that aim controller because when you get in there fighting these big bugs it's just the scale of everything is is so so realistic and with those thumbsticks it's really cool. And as you get further in the game, there's it's, it gets really kind of hard. Like there's a lot of these aliens and shit you're fighting that are super fast. And since one of my eyes is not so great, it's hard to it's hard to use a sniper rifle. I have to look through my left eye, and it doesn't feel natural. So Gotta do the squint. Yeah, I have to look through my left eye, and that doesn't feel natural to hold the gun the way I am and look through my left eye. And <laughs> it's uh, it's kind of kind of weird, but it's so cool. Being in VR, I feel like I'm so late to like, guys, this VR thing, it's new, it's awesome. It was like, oh, we know already, which I'm the same way, like, just playing Sean's, I'm like, oh my gosh. And I was like, we've already played VR. Yeah, the, but the thing about VR is I can only play so much before I get kind of, I'll get a little heavy. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta get out. Hour usually is good for me. I've done like two hours, but, you know, hour is like perfect. Um, I did play Borderlands VR, which, nah, not that great. It needs it needs the aim controller support because it just doesn't feel good with the move sticks. And I heard you can use the controller and use your head to aim, but I don't like that. That's that's no, that's, that's that goofy. That's that's yeah. totally goofy. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's it for. I mean, I did play a Star Trek thing and with uh with Pinpoint Red, Jonathan, um, and Jesus walks a lot. We played that, and you know, you're in there. It's really cool to like be in this. Star Trek, I okay, I'm gonna, I'm just guys, I'm not a big Star Trek guy, so I don't know any of these names. So I'm just gonna say I'm in this big Star Trek ship. The uh, Enterprise, isn't it? I don't know if it's Enterprise or if it's something like it. I don't know, but all I know is we're in there, and it's like everything's real technical, and like I'll one guy will be manning the the radars and shooting things, and then there's the captain, and Jesus was always in the captain thing, and we're just, I just look back at him. It's weird, like we're in this ship together. I look back at him, and then he's like, if you put your hand out. And you and you pull the trigger. It's like he makes his finger like this. It just like like it's like like come over here. Of course, so we're like we're putting our hands up, like like moving our fingers, and we're just we're just cracking up. You can see the mouths moving, and it's just it's so fucking hilarious. Like this game is not very good, but it's funny as shit to be in there. Like it's an experience that needs to be had, and it just yeah. If it was real space, we'd all die so fast. <laughs> yeah, we'd all fucking die so fast. So let's move on from this P- PSVR. I know some people aren't really interested in VR, but I'm gonna be playing some other VR shit when it comes out, guys. Don't worry. Oh, he will be. I know he will. Yes. Yes. What have you played, Alyssa? Um, I recently played The Walking Dead: The Final Season, Episode Three, which was developed by Skybound Entertainment instead of Telltale. 
And I actually think this is better than the first two episodes of this season. Yeah. It is more cinematic. You could, but you could feel the difference right away. Like you could say, could, "Oh, this yeah. is this is totally some someone different." The graphics look different. I mean, better they're still better. Uh, some aspects looked more comic booky, while the actual people in the game looked more realistic. I mean, they're not like super realistic. Let's be honest, but they look more realistic than, than the Telltale version did. So. The environments were more comic booky. The people were more peopleish. <laughs> I guess mm-hmm. is how you say it. But I mean, is it, do, do you like? So I know you say you like it better because of the, the gameplay. But do you like it better for the the looks? Does it look better? To me, it does look better. It runs better. I had no issues Ooh. with it. Usually, with you know past Telltale games, you'll have frames dropping. You might have the game freeze for a little bit. Stuff like that. Nothing like that happened with this one for me, which was amazing. I did have one glitch where my aiming reticle did not pop up, and I had to restart the game for it to pop up, and you had to have the aiming reticle for this one part of the game. Other than that, though, I mean, there weren't any technical issues, and I just like the more cinematic approach, because you get to know the characters more. There's only a couple of scenes where you fight the walkers, um, so it's much more heavily based on the story, your character interactions, how you develop relationships with each of the characters that are still in your squad, if you want to call it that, in the game. So I think it's better since okay. Skybound took over. Well, I mean, I'm glad somebody did take over. You know, every, everyone was worried because Telltale, you know, what happened to them and, you know, they were, they were falling apart and everyone's like, oh, dang, you know, all those people who bought the season pass. Like me. uh, Yeah, I'm glad they got picked up and you're happy, you know. I really liked it. And from what I've heard around the internet, people seem to like it too better than the previous episode. So, isn't that like the shit though? Like, Telltale falls under, these other people pick it up, and then Telltale's reading these comments like, oh, it's so much better now. Telltale's gone. And like, oh. Well, I feel like it might be better also because Skybound is the um, publisher who uh, publishes the Walking Dead comics. And it's owned by Robert Kirkman, the creator of The Walking Dead. So he has more input into this game. So I feel like that might be why it's a little better story-wise is because Mm -hmm. they have direct input into that. So are you saying that, you know, you're talking, you're probably talking to a lot of people who think The Walking Dead storytelling is shit. I mean, I don't (laughs) know, like... (laughs) It's so great because The Walking Dead is like the perfect storytelling. It's so awesome. Now this game shines just like that. And everyone's like, oh, that's not what I wanted to hear, Alyssa. I mean, it is very similar to the TV show. So if you don't like the TV show's writing, you probably (laughs) won't like the game. I feel like like the TV show's writing would work better as a game. I think the reason it doesn't work because everybody wants a serious thing and it gets so goofy sometimes and it doesn't. It's hard to work as a TV show. I think a video game is where it where it shine better. That kind of writing. Yeah, but this episode has serious moments, like some deathly serious moments. But there's also some lighter moments, some happier moments in this episode. So they balance it really well. Okay. Cool. And there are some decisions that you're like, am I doing the right thing right now? And then consequences happen and you find out if you did it or not later. Clementine will remember that. Well, it's not really Clementine anymore that remembers it. It's someone else. Is she in the story? You you play as her in this season. 
And she's a teenager now, so. She's like, God, oh my God, zombies, why don't you take a break? I'm like, over here, I got my, I got my chai latte, like, chill, okay? She's actually kind of a mother now in the game. Yeah, she's I not. Yeah, she had to grow up super fast in yeah. that kind of world, you know what I mean? No time to be a kid at all. <laughs> You'd be a kid in that kind of world, you're dead. And it's cute because um, you have options to have her first romance in this game. Whoa. As a, ugh, is that creepy? Um, I mean, they don't, it hasn't it's like, gotten It's like, like hold hands or not. You're like, okay, I'll hold hands. Oh, There's an option, boy. like, in the third episode to finally kiss your romantic interest, and you can or you can choose not to. Can you stab It's him? very. Or is it a no. him or her? You can choose either. Oh, cool. So, I mean, it's very innocent. It's not anything scandalous. It's not like, press A to to insert wiener. No, like seriously, it just got to the point where it's like you can kiss this person or you can hug them. That's uh, that's cool. That's cool. Because I mean, she's only like fifteen or sixteen in the game now. Uh, I I still picture her as being like six though. (laughs) And there is a surprise in the third episode, so if you've been playing, you'll be rewarded. Is it Stanley? (laughs) It's not Stanley, but it's a very uh popular character. R.I.P. Stanley. The, it's probably that one franchise. asshole. It's probably that one asshole that that was always a dick. I forgot his name. I'm not going to tell you who it is because uh, I want people to uh, I forget his name. Everybody knows. Like, if you're going to bring back anybody, it's going to be that one asshole guy that everyone kind of liked, but he was still a dick. You're talking about Kenny? Is he dead? Uh, You have to play the game to find out. Kenny. 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 Hey, Kenny. <laughs> hey, Kenny. <laughs> all right. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Um, for me, I want to, I want to go back a little bit, guys. So, PlayStation Vita. There's nothing Ooh, to play. Vita. We want some cool shit. Where's all the cool shit? Oh, cool. Here it is. Gravity Rush. And I played that and I'm like, cool, but these little thumbsticks are stupid. I don't like moving Which, around. Which, by the way, he did finish this in one day, just like you did with Resident Evil. So, I kind of got pushed <clears throat> to the sideline, but that's totally fine. Uh, I, I, did, like, cool. I don't think I did it in one day. You did it one day, dear. I remember it. Okay. But anyways. The first one, not the second one. I've always adored that anime style of art. I thought it was really fucking cool. I think the whole, the way it's presented is cool. I think the gravity mechanics were cool, but it just didn't work. I mean, such a small screen with little stupid thumbsticks. So some reason it was on sale. It had the big uh, winter sale for PlayStation. They had that game on sale for like 10 bucks or $8 maybe even. Yeah, the first one was eight dollars. The second one was ten. So you can get both of them for under twenty or thirteen. Oh, you still got it for under twelve. I mean, twenty dollars. It was like twenty-one dollars for both. Yeah. Um, So, so I I I played it. I was like, let's. And I got really sucked in. Now I still think the game kind of lacked on controls and stuff. I don't think it was all there, but it was still interesting enough. I thought the story was really good. And the way it's presented, I could read it at my own pace, and I got a lot out of the story more than I do with mo- most games, actually, um, since it's not voice acted. And I-, I kind of liked it. I was kind of lukewarm water with it, but there were some parts about it that I loved enough for me to want to jump into the second game. Now, going into the second game, like the day after or two days later, it was very soon after, was... It's way better. It controls better. It looks better. It sounds better. Better soundtrack. You know, it's um, the environments are bigger and better, and it cool. Everything about it is way better. 
it's just a way better game. The, you're like shooting mechanics when you're you know you're picking up the the rocks around you and you shoot them. It just feels everything feels better. The gravity mechanic feels better. It's the gravity mechanics are so fun. It's just it's it, you get turned around a lot, but guys, I think that Gravity Rush Two is like a super underrated game. I, I felt it was like a, a masterpiece to me. I I fucking loved it. It was. I spent 30 hours, and I think I knocked that out in, like, three days. I just couldn't stop. I had a couple of days off of work. but Yeah. I feel like people didn't play Gravity Rush 2 because the first one came out on Vita originally, and no one bought the Vita, basically. Yeah, and, and you then, need to play it. You need to play it. Like, so much of the story is tied to the first one. You need to play that. Like, if I just jumped into to the second one, I would everything would just be... Like, oh, here's this character. Why do I care about them? And there's reasons to care about that character. You do some stuff with with certain characters. And you, you, you know why, like, maybe this character, these two characters did not get along at all. And they were enemies, but then became friends and did some other stuff. And now they became separated. And then you're like, you're like all this stuff matters in the big scope of it. And you need to play the first one. Yeah, I haven't played either. But I have both of them because I got both of them during the winter sale. So... One day, eventually, I'll get around to it. And the thing is, I have the first one on Vita as well, so... Pfft. Yeah, don't play it on Vita. Just go straight to PS4. Yeah, I just got the remastered edition because I knew Gravity Rush 2 is only on PS4. I wanted to play both games on the same console itself, so... Yeah, it's uh, the story is fantastic. The characters are great. You feel for them. You love them. It feels good. It's a fun, fun game. And I just feel like it's, when I was done with that game, I was just like, oh, my God, I need more like right now. But there isn't more. It, it's it's a phenomenal game. I really love it. What else have you been playing? Um, I got a game for review, and it was pretty bad. I, I have to be honest. It was pretty bad. It's called Planet Ricks 13. And it's only about a 30 to 45 minute long game, but it's so boring. It's so boring. Yeah, that's hard to say. It, it's hard. How do you become boring if you only have 40 minutes to do something? Like, you know, there's no time it's to just, be bored. It's you're insane. going back and forth between the same, like, about five different locations. And you find an item in one location. Then you have to go back to a previous location. And you use the item. And then you have to go back to the other location. And it's just, that's the whole thing. You, that's the whole game. It's just you going back and forth. Finding ions and then going back to the previous location using it. That's it. There's a couple of segments where it's like, oh, this is cool. Like, you're trying to survive. But, I mean, there's only a couple. And the rest of the game is just, you know, a lot of backtracking. A lot of, it feels like doing chores, basically. And the story's interesting. The little bit of story you get. <laughs> but you don't get a lot. And I feel bad for, like, bashing it, but... It was just so bad. That's that sucks. It's a really cheap game, though, isn't it? Like five bucks um, or three dollars or something. It's three dollars on uh, Steam, but on uh, Switch, Xbox One, PS4, and Vita, it's five dollars. Which I cannot recommend it for that price. Yeah, that's, that's tough. That kind of sucks. That kind of sucks. It looks like the pixel art looks really good, and the sound design is really good, but the actual gameplay is just very lacking. And it felt so much longer than 30 to 45 minutes to me. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that one. <laughs> I have nothing to say about it. I don't know. 
You don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I did play some Smash Brothers. I did too, but I didn't play as much as Sean, and I'm the one who bought it. <laughs> well, I just I was playing a bunch in the morning before I was going to work, and I was getting real hooked on it. I love playing that adventure mode. I think it's called adventure mode. It's like a single uh, player. World of Light. World of Light? Yeah, that's why it's technically called. I've never even seen that anywhere. Okay. Anyways, single player adventure mode type thing, and it was it's really cool. Just unlocking different things, and some of it's brutally hard, and most of it's super easy. It's weird. I just... It's hard to program my brain to play a fighting game that way because it's way different. Just using the thumbsticks to swipe and hit things and getting combos and enough percentage to bash. You know, it's the only Smash Bros. I've played. Yeah, I've never played one before either. So trying to get used to the idea of using the thumbstick and basically only the B button to do all your stuff. It's like, ah, yeah, it's it's uh, different. You have to program it, reprogram your brain to like think differently when you play it. I know why people love it, but I don't know. I didn't play any online matches because I don't want to be embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's people that are like super dedicated. They've played every day for hours on end, and they'll just completely kick your ass if you go online. Well, I mean, hopefully there's some sort of modes. Like in Splatoon, there's like you can play your regular boring mode where you're painting the walls, which is kind of boring. But when you get good at the game, you want to play objective-based games, and you go into like the, the pro circuit or whatever it is. <clears throat> and that's usually where people go when they get good. So hopefully there's like a, a place for the good players rather than, you know, People going in there and be just dis- being discouraged in five minutes. Yeah, I haven't looked into that, so I'm mm. not sure about that. Yeah, me either. But it's cool. It's got a cool soundtrack. It's fun. It's, it's it very, looks very, really good. Yeah, very pretty. Very pretty game. And there's, I believe, over 70 mm. characters you can unlock. There's that's, lots. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, it's like a hundred and something maps, maybe. I could be. I believe there's over a hundred levels. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. It's cool. What else you been playing? I played Observer because it was free on Game Pass, and I loved Bluebird Team's previous game, Layers of Fear. It wasn't really free lo- on Game Pass. Well, it was included. With it's Pass. included. I should, yeah, I'm in that. Included with Game Pass. If you have Game Pass, you can play it and not be charged for the game itself, but you have to pay the Game Pass price. But it was on Game Pass, so I played it, and I really enjoyed it. And this one... Uh, the main character is voiced by Rutger Hauer, who was obviously, um, why did I just blank on his name? I love Blade Runner. Uh, Roy Batty. He was Roy Batty in Blade Runner. He was in Hobo with a Shotgun, stuff like that. And he's voicing the main character in this. And it's really cool to listen to him talk. And it's a really interesting story. You play as a, basically a detective in this very futuristic um, city uh, it's all, it all takes place in one apartment building, but it's very futuristic. It's in 2080-something, I think, or maybe later than that. And you're just going around through all the different apartments trying to figure out what's happened in the building, why it's been quarantined. And it's not as scary as Layers of Fear. There's, it's not like packed with a bunch of jump scares. There are, are a couple. And there are a couple of segments that were actually a little, a little frustrating with this because you have to... Um, hide from a monster at a couple points, and if it finds you, obviously it kills you and you have to restart. Uh, but other than that, it was really fun, and I really enjoyed it. And th- there's a really cool mechanic where you as the detective are able to hack into people's bodies who are dying or have died, and you get to replay what happened to them before they died. 
So it was really cool to see their stories play out. And it was just, it was fun. It was a cool experience. But it controls like shit. Uh, it takes a little bit of getting used to. I think that's a major thing, though, because when people play games, they want to know, like, some games just don't feel good when you control them, and that game might be a PC game, you know? It does feel like it was ported from PC, just with the controls. Like, at first, I struggled with the controls. I'm like, I can't get this, but after I spent an hour or two with it, it just came naturally. I will say there were some issues with the Xbox One version, with, uh, the frame rate dropping, texture pop in, stuff like that. But it didn't really detract from the gameplay overall. It was just kind of like, oh, great, this is happening. But then you get back to the game. It's like, yay, back to the game, back to having fun. We are so used to that kind of stuff nowadays. Like, it's most of it's, unless it's game breaking, we're just, you know, texture pop in is so common in, like, almost every game. <clears throat> oh, yeah, definitely. But I really liked Observer. I like, and... There's two different endings you can get to. I only got one ending. Ooh. so. Well, you can only get one ending if you only ended it once. That's true. But I didn't want to have to replay the whole thing over again. Yeah. True. That's what YouTube's for. Mm-hmm. But I recommend it. If you liked Layers of Fear, this one is a little more intense with the fact that you do have to run and hide. But it's also more fleshed out than layers of fear was and again you get to hear Rutger Hauer voice the main character if you're a fan of his work so yeah it's definitely worth checking out I feel like I have this but I'm checking Steam right now to see and like I said it's on Game Pass if you subscribe to that so I do not have it I do have Game Pass though all those cheap deals did you did you get that cheap that $30 for a year yeah like I I'm paid now for like until 2020 with Game Pass, so I'm, I'm good to like 2021 or 2022 or something. All those deals, I I bought a couple for I bought two years when they were sixty dollars a piece, and then they had a deal a, a month ago maybe where it was thirty bucks. It was like yeah, I was like it was on G2A, and I told like a lot of people jumped on it. It went really fast, but like getting a whole year of it for for thirty bucks, that's that's awesome because there's a yeah, lot, like, a lot of good games on there. They keep adding and plus. Stuff. It's usually ten dollars a month, so uh-huh. yeah, so that's good. thirty dollars for a year. It's <laughs> amazing. Yeah, that's a great deal. I know, you know, I'm looking forward to playing Crackdown Three. Not really looking forward to it, but I feel like it's one of those games that you have to be playing it to know why it's fun. Because you look, watch videos, and it does not look cool. And the thing is, like, I'm a little worried because Microsoft isn't really publicizing it, and it's coming out the first of February, right? No. no coming out the 15th oh the 15th well it's coming out super soon and microsoft isn't really being like hey crackdown 3 is coming out soon well, or anything like that they might when they get closer watch when it starts getting into february because every time i every time i go on the youtube it's like i'm seeing like game like uh i've seen plenty of advertisement for it i've never <laughs> seen any but. trying to push it like oh it's coming if 15 they'll show like a i'll just show like a a list of stuff and it's like yeah that one's coming. That's cool. That's cool. I'll check it out. Maybe it's one of those games that are so fun. Like when I saw Saints Row 3, I used to think it looked kind of dumb too. And then I played it and that was so much fun. I used to love the trailer for uh, Saints Row 3. Like I watched it so many times just because I was like, yeah, hearing power by Kanye West. Oh, I love that part when you, when you hear that song was, and you're you're flying down in the little, oh, it's so awesome. But the trailer though had it throughout the whole trailer and I'll just like, 
hit replay on the trailer because I'm like, oh, this is going to be hyped because I really liked Saints Row 2, even though it was very flawed. I was, and I was hoping Saints you were going to say I really like Kanye West. I like some of his music. <laughs> I, Kanye West is awesome. I like him. Some songs I'm not crazy about, but some songs I really like, like Power, um, Black Skinhead, uh, Heartless, stuff oh, like that. Yeah. I like. Heartbreaks and 808s is a fucking amazing album. We need like a volume two of that. It's a cool ass album. So um, I played, I also played Dragon Quest Eleven. I watched so many videos on how amazing this game is, and the story's great, and all the characters are great, and blah, 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 all these videos, and it was down to 35 bucks, so I bought it, and all that shit was true. Story's awesome, looks cool, all that stuff's cool. Um, the After a while, the turn-based, strat- the turn-based battles get better. You, you unlock more stuff, and it's, it's really fun. Like I really, really was digging into that story, and then I did this thing. I went on this mission, and I had to go into this to get to this whatever. I didn't even know I was going to go fight a boss, but I went on this mission into this this uh, cave, this dungeon-type cave. I'm going through there, every little bit of it, fighting enemies, getting the XP, getting all the loot, whatever I could find in that cage. And I get over to what I was doing, who, who I was looking for, and then there was something happening. I had to fight this big enemy. Whooped my ass. And I lost like an hour of progress. And it's, you know, you load up your last save and you're like all the way back before you went into that thing. And I'm like, ah, oh, you know, this kind of shit does not respect your time. Like, why couldn't I save before the battle? There's no, like, there's no save points in there. There was no little shrines I can go save at. Like, why couldn't I save before that battle? That battle was a tough battle. For, for you to do all this work to get to a battle and just, and die, it's, that's bullshit. Like, I don't, I think... Some games don't respect people's time. So the only thing in my mind is, do I go back in there and do all that over again, fight that enemy and die again and lose another hour? You know what I mean? I think it's very much catered to the diehard Dragon Quest fans because when it released, everyone was like, this is very much a traditional RPG. It very much feels like the previous Dragon Quests in the battle system and how it plays out and all that. But the thing it is, better, this, but... this game is easy. The battles are easy. They're really easy where you don't even have to do anything. You can just set it to do auto battle and just sit there and watch it win. And then all of a sudden you get these battles that are that are like 100 times harder and you have to like really, really work at it. And um, I don't know. It's just that kind of shit annoys me because I want to keep playing the game. I thought it was really cool. I was so into the story and the characters and what was going on. And I just, I can't. And the same thing happened to me with Valkyria Chronicles. I just started playing that on Switch and did the same thing. I lost like an hour on this map. And for you to lose a whole hour of progress, is it's just like you spend an hour doing something and really trying. And then it's like, eh, that you just lost an hour. Like, eh, done. So like a whole hour of your, the, the time you spent with something is just erased. Never happened. Yeah. Nothing. You didn't I get agree you don't you get to keep if you gotta keep the XP different, you can go back in there, you'd be stronger, but you lose it. You net nothing. Yeah. You suck. <laughs> get good. Get good. <laughs> they show a message flash up when you die, like say, get good. <laughs> I was digging I was digging Valkyria Chronicles. I think it's really fun. That that it's a new style of turn based, you know. Being in third person, you know, you only can run a certain distance and shoot a certain distance and all this stuff. 
and I was I was loving it. But to, for me to lose an hour of my time and just just to go back and pretend like oh that hour just of your life never existed, <laughs> it's frustrating. It's really it is frustrating. frustrating. Yeah, it's it's super frustrating. You get nothing for it. You don't take XP with you or anything. It's just that's Dark Souls, and I hate that shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what I don't like about Dark Souls. Same shit. You could just lose a chunk and it's like, oh, that never happened. Yeah, that's why I really don't play a lot of um, procedurally generated roguelike games because yeah. I know that's going to happen. Me either. That's why I don't play PUBG or any other Battle Royale. Same thing. It's just, just to be told like, eh, nothing. You lost all that. Eh, done. He's like, what, did I, what yeah. did I just spend an hour doing just to do the whole thing over again? You know? Oh, my God. I don't want to get into it. I'm just going to get frustrated because I really, really, really want to keep playing Dragon Quest. And I really want to keep playing Valkyria Chronicles. I just don't want that to happen. I'm sensitive. I know. I loved Valkyria Chronicles when I played it originally on PS3. But it's been so long that I can't remember like too much if I got frustrated a lot or not. Oh, I, I did on- finish it. I was on this thing with this big tank, and I was on the last thing. I would have won it if I would have gotten one more turn, but I had my tank part next to it, and I guess there's a gun inside of it that shoots sideways, and, and that never shot me any other time, and it just, like, blew up my tank. You know what I mean? Like, ah, <laughs> uh, It's so cool. Valkyria, Valkyria Chronicles is really cool, and that shit happens, and it's, it doesn't respect my time. Ugh, get frustrated. So I just quit. That's fine. I do the same thing too, so that's fine. I'm not that super hardcore. Like I, when it comes to like turn-based stuff, you know, I like Mario Rabbids. You're just playing little maps. If you lose, you go back and play that map again. You ten minutes maybe, fifteen minutes if you're really trying to kick ass. But but an hour? Yeah. Eee. Eee. <laughs> it's like where'd that hour go? Yeah, where'd that hour go? Yeah. It disappeared. Did you play anything else? I did play Drowning, which I got for review as well, and you did too, I believe. I did. I haven't played it, though. You told me about it, though. We'll talk about it right here. Talk about it. So, it's it's not like, like you're not doing any kind of gameplay, really. It's very much what people call a walking simulator, and it just explores depression, and you just walk through the stages. You go through about four years, five years of of your character's life, and you just read text on the screen as you go through these very simple but striking environments, and you just read about depression. That's all you do in this game. And there are, I believe, four different endings, which I... After finishing it, I was like, I don't feel like going through the whole story again just to try to get a different ending. Because you do have to reread the whole story, what you've read before, and you're just walking. Mm-hmm. So I didn't feel like it was worth playing again. But for the first playthrough and to see what happens and to see how they described depression and how realistic it was, I feel like it's really helpful in that regard. I feel like it's really informative um it is only about 45 minutes long so you can easily just play it in one sitting and then be done with it unless you just want to get all the different endings but other than that i mean it's it's not really a game game it's just a narrative experience for three bucks that seems interesting 
yeah, it's very cheap. So, I mean, if you like learning about depression or mental illness and you just kind of want a relaxing experience because it does have very relaxing music while you go through these environments, then definitely give it a shot. Yeah, that's by Sometimes You. They're, um, they're any developer and they have a lot of games. Yeah, they're also the ones that made Planet Rix 13. Which this is way better than Planet Rex 13. Just saying. Yeah, there's a lot of games. I'm looking on Steam right now. There's a lot of them that are, you know, po- very positive, and there's some that aren't. You know, it's hit or hit or miss with games. I don't know how they do yeah. their development. Some of them are 99 cents. Some of them are three dollars. It looks like they're all pretty. Six dollars is the one I Hillbilly Apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can only imagine what you do in that. It looks cool, side scrolling. You're Hillbilly Go, Bilo. Hey, I'm about to show you. you. God damn it, you look like an enemy, so I shot you. If it moves, I shoot. Hey. Gotta get my shotgun from the front door. Rootin' tootin' bad shootin' come through. If you even come on my property, I shoot you. And you didn't know that I own this whole goddamn town. So you come here, I shoot. You know what I'm saying? You trying to get in my daughter's pants? You I gotta grab my yeah. shotgun. Yeah, I, I shoot your wiener off, fucking, <laughs> you fucking rat. I'll shoot you, goddamn rascal. <laughs> <laughs> no warning shot. My only warning will be your dick falling off from my shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> that just like uh. if you look at the picture it looks like that you have to go on your <laughs> computer right now and look up hillbilly what was it didn't you say apocalypse hillbilly apocalypse and the guy the little picture you see he's got sunglasses on and buck teeth and that's like that's what you're gonna think <laughs> well i'll shoot you i'll shoot you good shoot good you do good and bad <laughs> Shoot you out, take all the coins you drop. Why are you dropping coins? Really coming at your head? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. If only the character, if the character sounds like that in the game, that's like a 10 out of 10 game. Oh, I'd play that. <laughs> I'd play it too. I shoot you. <laughs> Right in the goddamn wieners. I gotta look this up and see if the character's voiced. And if it sounds like that. No, I doubt he has a voice. It's a side-scroller, like... Okay. That would have totally sold it, though, for me, if it sounded like that. See, the thing is, sometimes you publish a lot of games, but there's a lot of developers for them. Yeah. Yeah, A lot of different developers. So it's different but yeah that's that's cool well that's it that's really basically it for now guys oh wait one more thing i played starlink uh battle of atlas and guys that game is so much fun it, it's super repetitive like super repetitive same lines it's, ugh. go to different plants and you just shoot the fuck out of like the same kind of enemies but god damn the gameplay <laughs> is really really addicting i couldn't stop just uh, taking over these areas and helping these colonies and doing and upgrading stuff and upgrading your ship. And I bought the deluxe edition, so I had all, all the ships and characters. And it's a fun game. Like recently, they had a sale at Best Buy with the little toy set. I didn't get the toys; I got it digitally. But comes with all the toys. It was like twenty bucks. Like this game is worth twenty bucks. Like it, it's it's a lot of fun. But you have to know that it's super repetitive. I have heard, though, if you get it on Switch, you get to play as Star Fox and a set of missions. 
Yeah. And they're exclusive to the Switch version. Yeah. And I would have bought that, but it was uh it was sixty bucks. Yeah. For the basic version. And then on Xbox it was for the deluxe edition with all the DLC and all that. It was like it was like fifty bucks. So I bought that, but I would have much rather had it on Switch. It's not like it's a r- super good looking game on Xbox, so it would have been fine on Switch. Like it's a really cool game. It's super fun. It's super addicting. It's awesome. It's like No Man's Sky meets Star Fox. So yeah, just, you stay in a ship at all times, and stupid goofy dialogue happens. But it's a uh, it's really cool. It's a really fun game. I think I was super overlooked by everyone. I think a lot of people saw that you could buy the ships like as toys, and they're like, "Oh no, not another Toys to Life game." I'm going to avoid this like the plague. Yeah, I avoided the Toys for Life shit. And I felt the same way about that. Because I don't I don't, I don't like getting it. Like, pops are enough for me. I don't need anything, oh, I know. anything I more to collect. You know, because you'll collect a bunch of toys. And then you'll be like, oh, why do I have these stupid things? You know, they seem cool at first. Like when, uh, when Mario and Luigi, they had the Mario Kart. When it first came out on uh, Wii U. No. Wii U? Yeah, um, when it first came out yeah. Wii U, they had the little toys, the little Mario and the Luigi. Oh, the Amiibos? No, no, no. Oh, at not- McDonald's. They were like, they oh, were, okay. They were like in the Happy Meals. So I had to go collect them all. And I was like, oh, these are super cool. And then now I look at those things. I'm like, I'm like, ugh, hide these in a box. I don't want them. <laughs> you know? He actually does have them in a box. Yeah, somewhere. I don't know where they're at. It might be on my dresser or something. But, I saw them one time in his apartment in a box. So I'm like, oh, I'm not going to ask about it. <laughs> yeah. So pops are cool because they look cool. You keep them in the boxes. They all stack nice and tight. And and I think pops are still cool. And they, they I don't think they're going to go out of style. I think pops will just keep going. They're actually talking about making a Funko Pop movie now. They should. I want to play that Gears Pop, Pop Gears or whatever it is, mobile game. That looks fun. Uh, actually, I don't even know what the game plays like, but it seems fun. <laughs> I mean, it's Gears of War meets Funko, so it's got to be at least a little good. It got it got to be good. <laughs> a little, little bit. <laughs> Endorsed by the Hillbilly Apocalypse main character. Yeah, endorsed. Yeah. <laughs> endorsed. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's it for this week, guys. I need to set up some podcasts. I need to do something. I need to get it back into the momentum. Thank you, Alyssa, for helping me uh, come and talk about some video games. No problem. I love being on here. Tonight, I have Kingdom Hearts 3 already preloaded on my Xbox. So that unlocks in about three and a half hours. So I'll get it till tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, are you buying it? I thought you weren't going to buy it. I got the physical edition. I pre-ordered it years ago. I don't know why. You just you won't play all these other games you're not gonna play. I play I play all my games. It just takes me a little bit of time. No, you just play a little bit of each game at a time. But just, no, I don't. Yeah, yeah, you do. I I finish my games. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. So yeah, I'm gonna play that. That's that's like, that's what I need right now. Because Dragon Age was like the bubbly, fun, happy thing that I thought I wanted, but they didn't respect the time. So Kingdom Hearts. I played the remaster of the first game, the game's cool, but the controls were garbage and they were hard to get used to because I didn't play the original and it was just so out there. It's so outdated, but it looked it looked cool and the story's fun and so uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I see all these things about the the Tangled universe and the Toy Story and all, it just looks fun. 
It does. And they have like Frozen and Big Hero 6 and Jack like, Sparrow. The Disney fangirl of me is like, oh, I want to play so bad, but I want to play the rest of the Kingdom Hearts game so I know the freaking story. I'm like, ah. Yeah, they have a lot of videos, though. You can learn it all. Yeah. I mean, I'll probably end up watching videos because I'm impatient. Why do you buy a full price game to, for that you know you're not going to play because you want to play all the other games? And it's just by the time you play it, it's worth $10 when you can just buy it for $10. Well, like I said, I had pre order like four years ago. Yeah, you, and can, you can cancel pre orders. That's not an excuse. <laughs> I do it all no, time. I do want to play Kingdom Hearts 3. I, p- I will probably end up watching a video and then playing 3. Because I have played the first one. And then I watched a video for Retain Memories because I hated the gameplay of that. And then I'm going through 358 Days Over 2 right now, which is just HD cinematics. So. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So I will be definitely be playing it. Alyssa will probably say she played an hour of it next time you hear her. So that's how it goes. <laughs> That'll be great. Yeah, so let's wrap this podcast up. And let's get to the wrap-up show. Hey, Freeman. Yo, what's up, Iams? Dude, what's left to do? Tell them, man. Wrap it up, son. Go. You know what to do. Go. Ah, oh, for- I've forgotten. Uh, plugs, oh, plugs, plugs. Do what you gotta do, dude. Ah, oh, okay. Did. Don't call me dude. I'm not dude. No, oh, God. come on, come on. That's this guy. Dude. Oh yeah, this <laughs> guy. Dude. Anyway, you can find me on YouTube at youtube.com/uncharteddgirl88. I have a blog, alleycatgeekery.com, a-l-y-c-a-t-g-e-e-k-e-r-y.com. Uh-huh. I have a Twitter. You can follow me at Lissarie, l-y-s-s-a-r-i-e. Instagram at it's Alyssa White. You can find me on PlayStation at Lissery like Twitter, and Xbox is Lissery88, and yeah, all that great jazz. Yeah, that's, you know, that's like my least favorite part of editing the show, and I have to go get all your links. <laughs> I know, I, I don't like doing that either. I should, just, I should just save it on a thing, I should probably do that, I could just save it somewhere. Actually, I could probably go to an old podcast and just copy and paste it. Yeah, you could. I could, but I like to leave. I like to actually copy the link from Twitter because they can click on it and go straight to Twitter from any podcast feed, rather than having to remember it and then go look it up. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that's what I like to do. But I hate that. Oh, ugh, ugh. <laughs> it's, it's so boring, dude. Dude, <laughs> you guys can find me on Twitter. The show on Twitter is at awkward underscore podcast. My personal Twitter Twitter is at they call me Iams. That's also my gamer tag on Xbox, PS4, and Steam. Is they call me Iams, and along with the other shit, we got the Epic Store now. We got the Origin Store now. We got Steam. <laughs> oh, I think Origin actually is different. It's like they call me Iams one with the one. <laughs> Because he's number one. I, or maybe it's something else. I don't know. It's weird, right? Um, uh, I'm on Hush Your Face Network. So go to hushyourface.com. All those other cool podcasts. The Horrible Gamers Podcast. You know, all the other shows. Cool, cool big shots. Random Rob. Rob, come on the podcast, dude. Dude, come on the podcast, dude. Come on, Rob. Do it. Yeah, dude. No, he'll come. I just got to ask him. I've been so lazy <laughs> about asking people. Um... Uh, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. You can look for me. Horrible, awkward show on Instagram. And you can drop me a voicemail. 510-600-3475. I will play that if you drop me a voicemail. Don't be shy, dude. Don't be shy, dude. 
Dude, leave a voicemail. Dude. Yeah. Shoot me a, a email if you want. You can hear how shitty I read. I'll try to read it on the podcast at horribleyawkwardpodcast at gmail.com. I'll screw it all up. But it'd be awesome. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean, dude? Listen, dude. Or, you know, I could just read it for you. Yeah, bro. That's cool, bro. Thanks, bro. I'm not a bro. I'm not a bro. 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 I'm not a bro, bro. <laughs> good night, everybody. As Gidget would say, he's not Brussels sprouts. Hey, it's the S to the M and the L to the Issa. Slammer games in the house, so drop your listen. Four whiskly, backward cock flash. Merrily sock, bird telecast. Destiny doctor downcast. Callously squandered lamb. Heavenly slaughtered broadcast. It's the horribly awkward podcast. Hi, my name's Alyssa. Hey, then Alyssa. <laughs> I'm dirty and proud. <laughs> yeah, you do it. You. Sorry, you laugh and I do. I don't sound like that, you mean? Yeah, you do. You sound. <laughs> I don't know if you're like sound like a dying donkey sometimes. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a horribly awkward show. Your face is coming straight to your ears A podcast network that's changing gears Bringing fresh funky pods with a fresh funky beat A family of pods that are bringing the heat There ain't no stopping us Keep coming back to us Sick ass pods that'll make you hush www.hushyourface www.hushyourface www.hushyourface.com